Like, I, I would sing Reunited and Feel So Good, but it would never like we were not together. It just it was no. from different studios. Yeah, you were out and about from People different places. People don't know. They don't care. As, no, as long I, as our rich voices are coming through their speakers, they're happy. Yes, they are. And it is the Michael Molson Too Good for Radio podcast face-to-face. Uh, and I like that part of it. So let us begin with a man who is doing some partying. Huh? Yeah, and it, this, this always interests me when this happens. Uh, you know, you think back to when the assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan happened and he didn't know he had been shot. Yeah. Which is always fascinating to me that you can be shot and not know that you've been shot. Yeah, the stories of people who just drive themselves like, ah, I felt a little something in my leg. And then they show up at the actual hospital and it's like, yeah, because you have a bullet in your leg, sir. So I want to introduce you to university student Mateus Facchio from Brazil. Yeah. We can say that now. It's too good for radio. Facchio. (laughs) Ah, Facchio. Hey, what'd you tell me to do? Yeah. Um... He was uh, he was on a big uh, party okay. for four days, and then uh, this, is, this is over New Year's. Okay, um, the Brazilians know how to party, man. Yeah, so he was uh, he was just throwing down like crazy, and apparently, some at some point on New Year's Eve, got shot in the head. Whoa, wait, in the head? Yeah, and so he just anybody he, he just how far gone do you have to be? Yeah, to get shot in the head and go woo and just keep going. Completely oblivious to his injury, Mateus carried on with life as normal as he swam in the sea, partied with his mates, and visited the beach, all while having a bullet in his brain. Yeah! (laughs) By the way, not only how drunk does he have to be, but what friend doesn't notice that he's shot in the head as they're going through doing all this fun stuff? Yeah, that's, that's kind of the mystery there. He thought maybe somebody threw a rock at him. Because he felt something on his head. He's like, ow! Ow, hey, kids, knock it off, you guys. Yeah, come that, on, hey, you, you watch meddling what you're kids. Doing. Yeah, watch out. There's people over here. Uh, he even uh, made a 200-mile journey from Rio de Janeiro uh, to Juiz de Fora. Um, well, with a bullet in his head. Yeah, and he starts having arm spasms. Just out of nowhere, yeah. his arms. Well, going this crazy. is weird. This is weird. He's this doesn't that never happened before. Yeah, I mean, the getting hit in the head with a rock was nothing, but my arms going crazy. Yeah. So he went to the hospital on January fourth, and uh, neurosurgeon Flavio Falcometta. I bet he is so good looking. Oh, he's got to be. That has got to be one handsome oh, neuro- doc- Brazilian neurosurgeon. Yeah, oh, do- <laughs> Doctor Flavio will oh, here to God. operate. I can picture him now. Doctor Flavio would like to open you up. Walking in like an Adonis. Yeah, look at me. Doesn't want a shirt underneath his lab coat. Um, and he said, "Oh, hey, Mateus." The reason your arm is going wacko is because you got shot in the head. Part of the bullet had penetrated his brain, which caused compression in the area that led to his arm's involuntary movements. Uh, It had ended up a few millimeters from where it did. It could have caused much more serious damage in his left arm or the entire side of his body could have been paralyzed. Yeah. Uh, Person responsible for the shooting they're they're looking for. Um, So uh, this happened on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. And it's not until January 4th. That he finally goes to the doctor and says, I got sick. And it's not because his head hurts. It's because of his weird arm spasms. Yeah. He recalled that he thought he was hit in the head with a stone while on the beach with friends. Detailed the sensation and felt uh, when he was shot and described his head bleeding in the shower. Uh, But he was getting ready to go out for a New Year's party. I thought I got hit. (laughs) That's not going to get I got blood in the shower. Immediately I would go, well, maybe that's not right. He said, 
I thought it was a stone, something like that. It was like the sound of an explosion when a bomb goes off, but inside my head. But the bleeding stopped after the shower, so we went to the party. Once again, if it sounds like an explosion, that's not a rock. Right, right, right. Uh, and so, and the the police are trying to figure out. Well, okay, you got shot by somebody with a gun. What Where, happened? Exactly. And, and that's still a mystery. So. Four four days later, here we are with Fla, the the doctor Flavio. Yes, Fla, Flavius. Yes, yeah, Flavio over there. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on this and figure out where uh, this poor guy, how this poor guy got shot. Well, let me introduce you to uh, David Richardson. Uh-huh. This guy is from Australia. They call him a farrier from Humpty Doo, which is kind of words I never thought I would say in a podcast or just in general. But Australia has all the weird words yeah. and the weird animals that will kill you. It sounds like a so, Dr. Seuss story. So, uh, yeah, it kind of does. Now, here's what transpired uh, with him. He went to a Hungry Jack's drive-thru, which is like their version of Burger King, mm-hmm. and was uh, arrested at the time for indecent exposure. And here is why. And here's what his defense was. And he will not be going to jail because this defense actually worked. Okay. All right. So what he claimed- Standing there with his wallaby hanging out? Yeah. His wallaby was out there for everybody to see with the sack included. Um, so here's what transpired. Okay. He, um, his lawyer told the court that his client had taken a substance known as Pitbull Super. As one does. Exactly. Which, by the way, in order to not to get around this next time, just Nugenics, sir. You don't have to go <laughs> Pitbull Super. By the way, Pitbull Super is told to be a Super Viagra. Okay. The substance contains multiple erectile dysfunction medicines, promises on the packet to, quote, give a man an erection that lasts for days. <laughs> You don't need it to do that. No, you you don't That's want not it. Necessary. You don't want it to do that. So old David Richardson, the farrier from Humpty Doo, had some humpting to do apparently. Yeah. So he takes the pit bull super that will oh, give you an erection for days. Uh, according to the man's lawyer, it had the desired effect. Sure. After enjoying his time with quote a number of young ladies. The 51-year-old Richardson reportedly remained rigid and, quote, when his penis began to split, he started to panic. Holy moly. So it was, he was going to town and all of a sudden it was rigid enough to where it started splitting. Oh, And so he started to panic. So like radioactive or something? What the hell was going on down there? I'm not quite sure. But in that panic, don't you think you would then go to a hospital? Sure. But no, 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 no. Old David Richardson... Said, you know what? I'm just, I just need some food. Yeah, I'm gonna, right, I'm gonna right. eat a little food, and my, my splitting penis will be just fine after I have myself some hungry jacks. So he gets into the the hung the, his car to drive to the hungry jacks, but the attorney explains that his genitals were too sensitive to wear shorts, <laughs> so he draped a towel over the affected area oh, okay. and went through the drive-through. That's when, as he was shifting his gears or whatever it may be, he pulls up to the window and the towel shifts and his split peen oh. is out there for everyone to see. And that's when they, the people working at the Hungry Jacks called the authorities saying, hey, a man with a rigid split boner is in my drive through You may want to pick him up. So the authorities then followed him, arrested him for indecent exposure. Eventually, I guess the effects of the super pit, or pit bull super went away. Uh, he was taken care of medically, 
Uh, but his defense was, hey, I couldn't wear shorts. My penis was splitting. Right. I had to, at least I tried and attempted to cover it up with something, but the Pitbull Super just had, uh, you know, the things going on down there. And my apologies for you seeing my wallaby. Yeah. Imagine if they got caught in a zipper or something. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't have put any shorts on. I just had had to towel it off, officer. Huh. And so he was found not guilty because of the fact that he had the extenuating circumstances. I'll also take half a dozen donuts. Right. Play a little ring toss later yeah. on, shall we? By the way, why are you first thought going to Hungry Jack's when your right. penis is splitting? Right. I don't know, man. You, make- you, you shot in the head, just take a shower, shower it off. Yeah. Get a split peen, go to Hungry Jack's. That's go just how burger. it works. Yeah, exactly. Go get a burger. Ridiculous. Speaking of arrests. Uh, yes, we have a, uh, you know, there's been a lot of uh, international intrigue going on. You know, like the Middle East is all on fire. I don't know oh, if you heard yeah. anything about that. Yeah, no, there's, you, there's a lot. Have you seen that in the news? Yeah, there, there, I've seen it at a casual glance at that. Yeah. And there's also spy balloons spy and everything balloons else. And, and China wants Taiwan back. Right, and, and all, all that kind of, kind of stuff. Kind of yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Indian police um, have been holding a pigeon uh, in captivity, <laughs> wait, in wait. jail, in pigeon jail. How did one? How does one arrest a pigeon? Well, they captured it because they thought this is a Chinese spy pigeon. They have those. I guess so. Is there nothing they don't have as far as spyware? Then yeah, I think that's what you know. The, the, the Chinese spy pigeon. Yes. Okay. Okay. So they, yeah. they they capture it. I don't know if it was wearing a uniform from the Chinese Communist Party or, or what it was, <laughs> but what tipped them off? Did yeah. the other pigeons sell them out? Like they flew to the authorities and like, hey, I just want to let you know, Carl over there seems a little off. So they there's this pigeon pigeoning around in Mumbai, and there were Chinese messages written on its wings. No. Well, okay, that would be a tip off. So they thought this is clearly espionage. Arrest that bird immediately. Now I'm more intrigued of, rather than arresting the bird, who's taking the time to write messages on the wings? Uh, after an astonishing eight months of investigating. Um, <laughs> the poor pigeons. I didn't do anything wrong. I was just pigeoning. It was detained. Let me out. Yeah. I know my rights. Yes. I want a mouthpiece. Yes. Um <laughs> And they finally realized that, no, this is not a spy pigeon, but it was actually a racing pigeon from Taiwan. Oh, okay. So they just got a little confused. Yeah. Uh, Which is another thing I don't understand, the racing pigeon biz, but that's that's another conversation for another time. So they opened the cage door. Pigeon flew away. All fine. This is not the first time India has faced a possible espionage case involving pigeons. In 2016, border officials seized a pigeon found near the border between India and its arch enemy Pakistan with a threatening message against the prime minister at the time. No! <laughs> the most least threatening way to send a message. Right. I'll show you. I'm going to take you out. Here's this pigeon. So, yeah, I mean, you, you see them, you know, walking around uh, by your feet when you're downtown uh, doing nothing. They, they're probably, they probably are spies. It would make sense their behavior. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to be as dumb as possible. They get real close to, blend to you. In. Yeah. And just kind of look at you, stare hey, you down. Can I have a French fry? And, you know, they're stealing all your information from exactly. your wallet. Right. That's exactly what they're doing, jerks. Uh, on the topic of arrest, uh, that we introduce you to Celia Barrett from Florida, because, of course, uh, she was at a racetrack, which is a, apparently a convenience store of some, po- uh, of some sort. Uh, so she shows up. At the store, with a vegetable peeler in her hand, naked as a jaybird, <laughs> and threatens two workers 
one of whom tells police that Barrett said she would kill him. So naked woman walks in to your convenience store with a vegetable peeler. Says, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. You you listen to whatever she has to say. Right. Well, that's exactly what transpires. Yeah. So then after she tells them, I'm going to kill you, she then proceeds to topple and break a display of Red Bull energy drinks and then spill cigarettes from a carton that she tore open. Wow. So the nude woman comes in, vegetable peeler in hand, you sons of bitches, I'm going to kill you, and then knocks over the, hey, I'm already flying, and then rips open the, the cigarette carton. So obviously there's a problem here and a situation has arisen, mm-hmm. and so authorities are called. Ma'am, right? can we scan your loyalty card for you? Yeah. Can we give you some extra points or something? Is it <laughs> something we can do to help you? So authorities are called. All right. They show up on the scene, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, of the poor police officers, whether it be a nude woman or a nude man, they know in advance that there's going to be some type of altercation. Yeah. Things are going to be swinging around because no one in their right mind walks in anywhere nude with a vegetable peeler and threatens to kill people. Mm-hmm. So they already know going in, I may have to wrestle a naked person. Yeah. Fully clothed, everything. I'm fully clothed. They're nude. Things will be akimbo everywhere. They should carry one of those nets with the lead weights on them, like yes. the, like the a lobster fishermen do. Just throw them out there and just like the predator. Yeah, take just her like, down. Yeah, that's how they take right. her down. So that no one. Then they just kind of pick her up and then put her in the mm-hmm. back of the squad car, so no one's got to get involved with the ghibli bits. Yeah. Well, she involves her own ghibli bits as uh, the officers arrive. She's still inside. Still fully nude. He's got the vegetable peeler in hand. Cops say, hey, ma'am, put down the weapon. But right before she's taken into custody, she decides, you know what? This is a this is a high anxiety situation. I need to relieve some tension. And starts doing that. Oh, no. Right in the middle of the store, right before getting arrested. And so it, who's who's more rude in that situation? Her for doing that yeah. to relieve anxiety, or the cops for interrupting her before she gets to the completion of the act. Relieve anxiety? Why didn't she just like go get a bottle of Jack or something? And- right, exactly. Start start pounding that instead of pounding herself. <laughs> wow. The, the mental scarring of anyone who saw that. But here's the thing. You know there's one idiot who has the video of that on the cell phone. And then had to go to a friend and be like, you're never going to believe this. Yeah. Naked, check it out, this naked chick in there. And then she just starts she starts going to town here right before the police officers take her away. Can I take that into the bathroom for a second? <laughs> I've got something i got to do. Exactly. I, I, I need a stick of gum and the key to your bathroom real quick. <laughs> I'll be I'll be out in about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. I, I feel bad for those those poor officers. Yeah. That, shoot, that shoot to kill. Nobody is going to question you. No. No one's going to question you at all. Uh, speaking Shut of- Shut off the body cam because <laughs> no one wants to see it. <laughs> no. Right. Right, exactly. Take her out. Yeah, be done with it. Uh, speaking of that general area and, and doing things to it, doctors have warned about a strange penis-enlarging TikTok trend known as jelking could actually make you smaller. Once again, much like the, the Pitbull Super, you don't have to do this. There's a fine product out there called Nugenics, and she'll like it too. So the supposedly ancient technique... Involves repeatedly stretching a semi kind of yeah. wangus over time in hopes that that will enlarge the organ. So you get you, you get, get you get like a PG thirteen boner going yeah. on. 
It's not right, quite. right, right. You get a, you get a normal broadcast TV boner, yeah, yeah. not the full Skinamax right. or to the hilt of it, I'm, porn boner. I'm slightly interested, but I'm not quite there. <laughs> right, exactly. The kind of the wind has changed yeah. differently <laughs> on things, and I'm slightly aroused. And then you're just supposed to stretch it out, just yeah. just pull at that thing. Looking at the Sports Illustrated uh, swimsuit, right, issue exa- boner. Right, yeah. exactly. That's, That's exactly as far it's as it a, goes. No, not even that. It's more the Sears catalog bra oh, okay. section yeah, yeah, boner yeah. that you're you, getting. I got you. I got yeah, you. That, that's what you're looking at. And then you're supposed to stretch it out. Just and, uh, go ahead. Grab it by the hand. And your hand gra- you grab it and just brrr, try to yank it, yank it a little bit. Not to the point of full onness, right? Uh, but in theory, uh, each tug apparently gradually rips the penile tissue, ah. allowing space for scar tissue to fill it out, making it look bigger. This sounds awful. It's, why would you do it in the first yeah. place? They say, but. The practice puts men at risk for a certain type of disease, which the scar tissue forms in the deeper tissue under the skin of the wang, causing curved, painful erections. <laughs> and, and it also can make the penis shorter while erect. So it's the yeah. exact opposite effect. Because it comes out looking like a corkscrew. Right, exactly. One doctor said, quote, those repeated traumatic movements can translate into scarring, but then that can translate into the disease where you form a plaque that can be associated with erectile dysfunction and pain as well. Specifically, the scarring can start to shape the penis into a curve, causing uncomfortable erections, making penetration difficult and sometimes impossible. Because you're going, no, you got to move more to the left. You got to move more to, more to the left, more to the left. It's coming around, coming around. Pardon the pun, but that's what's happening. So don't be jelking out yeah. there. Don't be doing any of that. It's unnecessary. I mean, since the beginning of time, it seems like there have been something trying to figure out how you can do that, whether it's a vacuum or or weights or... Oh, yeah, the the people put putting the... Creams and pills and, uh, you know, it's like if somebody would have have figured out to do it, it would have been been done done by now. Uh, Clearly with eugenics, you can boost your man, which maybe maybe that's what it does. It's got the man-boosting formula. Yeah, we don't know. We haven't gotten our free samples yet. No, you just have to... just have to text flute to 696969 and you'll get your free sample as well let's talk about irresponsible parents yes let's do that um, you know how I feel about climbing Mount Everest or any mountain for that matter. There's nothing up there. Nothing what, up there to what see. Are you, what are you doing? Don't the only, need to do it. It's been done. You know, yes, the only time you need to be on a mountain I would say is skiing. And that's still debatable. Yeah. But you don't have to go all the way up and they take you up there. There's no climbing involved. Yeah, I mean, if you go on a roller coaster, it takes you up high and you go down fast. Right, that's yes, all you exactly. want. That's all you want. And you go, hey, that was fun. Exactly. You don't need to be climbing and risking life and limb to be up there where everyone else has either had seen dead bodies or peed. Right, and we're getting into that uh, that point of the year. Oh, where, is uh, the melting starting to yeah, happen? Where it's this is this is climbing season, and uh, Carter Dallas, two years old, what uh, is now the youngest person to have scaled. Mount Everest. Why the hell are you taking a two-year-old yeah. on the expedition? He didn't scale anything. His, a two-year-old uh, can barely... I, I, I didn't have a kid, but two years old can barely walk, right? right Let alone yeah. so, scale a mountain. So basically, he's he's up in his dad's backpack. His, his father, Ross, and his mother, Jade. Uh, Don't they immediately, when they get to the top, have someone helicopter in and take that child away? Brought the... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happens. They get to the top, sure, he gets the record, but now you don't have a child anymore. Um, Ross, a former sales manager, said his son coped with adverse conditions better than his wife. We both got slight altitude sickness, but he was absolutely fine. Uh, There were two medics at the villages before base camp. They tested his blood to check that he was fine. His results are better than ours. They were amazed. 
Uh, let me ask you. Did you you have to have a guide to do this, right? Most yeah. m- mostly mm-hmm. most people have Sherpas. You don't just go up there willy nilly. When the Sherpa sees a two year old is involved in the party, don't they go, "I'm out"? Like, how many Sherpas did they have to right. go through right. before a Sherpa agreed to say, "Sure, I'll take the idiots with the two year old on the Everest." I'm track. not going to be a party to this. Yes, right, right, right. Um, apparently, they say it was a spur of the moment decision. We basically did it on a whim. No, Within- wait, now I'm even more upset at these people. You don't just climb Everest on a whim. Uh, this- that takes planning. This hardy little toddler had been regularly practicing breathing techniques with his parents, and the whole family also does ice bath plunges together, which is exactly like climbing Mount Everest. Of course it is. I'm sure the two-year-old loves that, too, to be plunged into ice. Uh, they landed down in Kathmandu, and we just started the trek. Ross and Jay did the journey in normal running shoes with Carter strapped to his back. They didn't go all the way to the top, then. They did. In running shoes? That's what they're saying. These people are liars. <laughs> are there pictures to prove it? Pics? Uh, is, that, is, that, is, that still, yeah. is that still a thing kids say, pics or didn't happen? Yeah, I've got, I got a picture right here. Oh, good Lord. From the London Telegraph. Uh, if his record is confirmed, he would be the current record holder. He would beat the current record holder um, who climbed to uh, the south of base camp at age four. Okay. But at least uh, that kid actually did some climbing. I'd, God I, almighty. I need proof that this kid actually... Walked at all, period. Instead of just being in a backpack. Yeah, take the kid away. Yes, take the kid away, indeed. Because the, the kid was just Yoda. He was along for the ride yeah. in, in, in Empire Strikes Back. He didn't climb anything. And God forbid something would have happened. I know there's a dead baby up there. I guess in their defense, I'm going to get real dark real fast. Okay, so you may want to. All right. So you may want to fast forward to the end of the podcast. This is a good time if, to switch over to Joe Rogan. Yeah, because he has because <laughs> he has better advice than what I'm about to say here in this particular situation. Yes, go for it. At least bringing the baby. If things do go right, you know what to eat first, <laughs> and it's nice, fresh, tender meat. All right. <laughs> Maybe that's what they were thinking. Yes, I, I'm sure. <laughs> The parents were thinking ahead oh, on a whim. Yes. So, yes, take that child away immediately once you get to the top of the base camp. Amen, Just, sir. What are their names again? Uh, like Jade and... Jade and Ross. And Ludacris or yeah, something. Yeah, Ross, Ross and Jade need to lose mm-hmm. their child, Dallas or Dakota, whatever the hell it was, yeah. immediately. So, uh, yikes. Yeah, Carter, Dallas, and his father, Ross, and his mother, Jade. Yeah. Uh, Ross and Jade need to not have kids ever again. Up to 17,598 feet above sea level. The worst part is, you know, there's now two idiots who may be listening to this podcast um, who now are going to take a newborn and be like, well, if two is now the precipice, I'm going to go in at 15 months. Okay. And I do, and it is because we are all about uh, accurate journalism here on the Too Good for Radio podcast. Uh, apparently, he went to uh, uh, the top of base camp at 17,000 feet, so not not the peak okay. at 35,000 feet. Okay, uh, but well, pl- plenty high enough to be thin air, no oxygen, and altitude uh, sickness, and get altitude sickness. They're bringing a kid up there. God, how insufferable are are they going to be when they show you the pictures of this when they uh-huh. get back home? You're you're going to be like, oh yeah, I went to Universal or Disney for the summer. Well, you're never going to believe what Dallas and I did this summer. We decided to go to Everest on a whim mm-hmm. and hike up in just our running shoes. Yeah, if I'm if I'm one of the Sherpas, I just I zip them up in their sleeping bag and just push, push them, them just roll them down the hill. It's like come back when you've got an adult kid. Oh, God. Oh. Yes. So just be smarter. 
just be smarter, please. And and so that person, no kid for them uh, ever again. And the lady at the racetrack should not be in existence anymore either. Agreed. You, you show up and see a nude person standing around acting crazy, you can go ahead, take them out. And if you want a big ding-dong, remember <laughs> Nugenics, because she'll like it too.